the Sunday Sermons Podcast. One of the reasons we remember everything that Jesus taught us that we still do remember is because he strategically created memorable moments. He created stories. He make, made up stories to help us remember and understand certain truths. And he created moments where he healed specific people in specific places at specific times. And he taught from a variety of different places and different settings. This is one of the things that he, he did so that he, we would remember him. And not just remember, but remember in the biblical sense, which means we actually do what he asked us to do, do what he taught us to do. One of those messages that we remember almost an entirely, at least it sounds really familiar to us, is what's called the Sermon on the Mount. Now, when uh, Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything has been accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, will be answered to the court, and anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them, and then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to court. Do it while you're still together on the way, 
or your adversary may throw you, may, may hand you over to the judge, the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you, until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It's been said that anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality causes her to be the victim of adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you've heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows that you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot even make one hair white or black. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only, only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly I, uh, truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room and close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. And then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not go on babbling like the pagans do. For they think they'll be, they've, they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, because your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it won't be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, but, uh, and if, if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will He not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. So do, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear, because the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time you have a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks the receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asked for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, would give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? So in everything, 
Do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets, because they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you can recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out and in in your name perform many miracles and in your name drive out demons? And I will say to them plainly, away from you, I never knew you, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house. But the, but the house stood firm because it had its found. I'm sorry, but the, let me start that again. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, but, it, but the house still held firm because it held its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put, his, put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. If you don't know, that's Billy Clark. He's the manager of uh, Smoky Mountain Christian Camp, also a member here at the church. We're so thankful to have them as part of our family. We're so thankful to have Smoky Mountain Christian Camp as part of the rhythm of our yearly life here. We've seen so many lives change, so many amazing things happen at camp and because of the relationships and the experiences that young people and not-so-young people had at camp. We're so thankful for that. But this morning, I, I, I want to come back as we, as we start to make a commitment this morning. I want to remind you of a couple of things. Billy's a pretty smart guy, but he doesn't know that verbatim like that. I don't know if you noticed. He wasn't turning pages. That was He memorized Matthew 5 through 7 the whole way through. It's not just because he's smart or he has a photographic memory. He's smart. I don't think you have a photographic memory, right? He worked that into his schedule. He made time for that. He wanted to know the words of Jesus word for word, and he made that happen. That's what it takes to get any of the things that we want to do, to remember Jesus, to honor Jesus. That's what it takes, is you have to just figure out a way to make it happen. You have to work it into the rhythm of your life, your daily life, your weekly life, your monthly life, your yearly life. And when you work it into your pattern, into your life, something actually happens. 
And that's my challenge to you this morning is to make the things that you know Jesus wants to happen in your life, make them happen. That's how we honor him. That's how we remember him. We don't just memorize it. But if you don't memorize scripture, you really need to. You might not be able to go three chapters in a row, but you could memorize a couple verses. You could memorize some of the key ones. You can start hiding that in your heart. And I'm sure most of you do already, but if you don't, you need to. How do you do that? You work it in. You figure it out. This is the time of day. This is the chair I sit in. This is how I get that done. And the same thing with everything else that you know. You know Jesus wants you to do it. That's how we get it done. We make time for prayer and study and obedience. This morning, I I simply want you to take a moment. We're just going to be still for a moment. I want you to pray this prayer that we pray every time. Lord, I will. But I want you to fill in the blank this time. I want you to remember whatever Jesus has been telling you to do recently. There's something you need to stop. Something you need to start. There's something that that he wants you to work into your rhythm. And in just a moment, I'm going to ask you, it's just going to be still. And we're going to get ready to sing again. And in those moments, I just want you to remember what that is and to pray that prayer. Lord, I will do that. I will make that happen. I will work it into the rhythm of my life. If you notice, this is not an announcement. It's just this is how we're doing it at at, at Morrison Hill right now. Today starts the season where we are celebrating the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Tonight, we have a really special presentation. This is not just a show. This is not, they're going to walk us through. These are experts. These are Jews who believe in Jesus and know all the intricate stuff about the Passover and communion. They're going to walk us through the meal and, and see how this works. And you're all invited. I hope you can come. This is to set the stage in all of our hearts as we go. And in the next several weeks, we're going to be building up to to really celebrate more than ever before how amazing it was that Jesus died on the cross to set us free from our sins and came to life again to set us free from everything else and allow us to live for him. Just now, I I encourage you. I'm going to walk over here. We're going to get ready to sing again. But pray this prayer. Lord, I will. And then you fill in that blank. You're going to do that thing he's been telling you to do. Tell him you will do it. Mean it. And as we stand and sing in a moment, when we start singing, just stand then.